Debbie, we're talking about selfishness today. And I was trying to think, and maybe you can too, do you remember a time, any kind of time that we had that kind of reflected selfishness in our marriage? Well, we could probably think of a lot if we sat here long enough. Um, but I do remember one mm-hmm. when uh, years ago when I went out without you and purchased a couch and love seat. And you took that real personal. Do you remember that? Was that the Flowerty couch? It was. Uh, the coral with, yeah. with uh, cream flowers. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And I remember not being too happy about that situation. No. And I think it was just because you weren't involved. So you were a little selfish. Yeah. But I, I was a little selfish because yeah. I I wanted to make the decision myself. That's right. And, and I, I can't remember exactly how that turned out. Hmm. We'll think about that. Thank you for joining the Marriage by the Word podcast. Here we will have meaningful conversations to encourage you in your marriage relationship and point you to God's Word. Our desire is for you and for us to have a thriving Christ-led home. So we've learned from ourselves and from talking to other couples that when selfishness enters the relationship, it is so damaging and it wounds the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we want to spend a little time breaking this down Mm -hmm. into three areas that um, hinders our relationship with our spouse and with God when we're selfish. That's right. And selfishness is such a big, big issue in our marriage because we are generally selfish people. We're created selfish. And we are. And even from being a, a very small child to... Growing up, we, we have a selfless nature in us and a sin nature that's right. in us, and, and it's a natural way for us to be. We have to break that cycle and be intentional to get out of that. Right. And the Bible is very clear um, about selfishness and about demanding our way. And so mm-hmm. we want to first talk about what selfishness does to our friendship. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. marriage, we should be friends. That's right. In Proverbs 18, 1 and 2, it says, An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing their own opinions. And when we first looked at this, you know, Jeff, we looked at sound judgment. Mm-hmm. I mean, where are we going to find sound judgment? Oh, you know, well, in, of course in Scripture. Yes. Uh, in Scripture. It, it's just, it's all through the, the Scripture of talking about how we are to um, have good judgment and, and be sober in our thinking and to um, look to God first in, in our decisions that we make. But that's the problem. People, and, and us included at times, we don't look to God mm-hmm. uh, for the decisions. So you and I together could come up with a plan of our own, mm-hmm. but if it's not biblical, oh. it's not sound judgment. That's right. It's not right. That's right. That's just, that's just our, our opinion. That's just something that we have come up, up with. But if we leave God out of it, then it will never work. Right. In Romans twelve thirteen, it says, Think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. We have got to remember that our identity is in Christ. It's not in others and what they think of us. We can get real puffed up real quick mm-hmm. if we look away from the sound judgment of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's just a real problem for couples and, and for us mm-hmm. even. Well, we lose friendships of our spouse when we're closed-minded. Um, if, if I'm a person and, and you, have, you have thoughts and you have 
ideas and you have direction to help our marriage, but I'm going to think of my own way first, and I'm not going to listen to what you have to say, then of course it's going to hurt our friendship together too, because it's going to come as a wedge between our marriage. And, and so um, I have to look to, to you and get your opinion and be open to that and to understand what you're saying. Uh, of course, communication comes involved in that too, to be able to have good communication between each other for us to um, be able to find out what you're thinking, for sure. And I know I'm not the only person, or we're not the only two people that do this. But from time to time, we get really hung up on wanting the last word. Mm. <laughs> it, it can almost get comical. It can. And, and I know there are couples listening that have that same problem that you just got to say one more thing. <laughs> you just got to, and then, and then you think it's ended. And then the other one says one more, has one more suggestion or mm. one more thing to Which put into it. Which has led to arguments. It, well, it, yeah, it, it, it just has. keeps it going. Just that one little thing has been just a, almost like a, like a little speck that I'm putting putting there just to cause problems sometimes. I know. We have got to learn we don't have to have the last word. I've got to learn that too. We don't have but to have listen, this scripture, it just it hurts when it says fools find no pleasure. I mean the the word is calling us a fool when we demand our own way and when we think that everything everything works with our opinion. Debbie, I love to listen to Francis Chan, and I have been listening to him quite a bit lately. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned in one of his podcasts about at a marriage conference that, and I, I want to say one of the quotes that he had there, that the more you look at yourself, the more depressed you will become. Mm. And there is such this, such thought of it's a me culture mm -hmm. and that people want to, you know, they look at themselves, they want to make sure they look good. They want to make sure that they look good on um, their selfies, they want to make sure that someone sees them and, right. and all of that, that it, 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 it almost makes them, if it doesn't happen the way they want it to, they become very depressed. Right. And you let me listen to a little part of that. And he talked about the narcissistic culture that we live in and that mm -hmm. it's never been worse. Correct. Um, that is just so sad and so sad in marriages because 1 Corinthians 10, 24 tells us, that we should not seek our own good, but the good of our neighbor. And Jeff, you're my closest neighbor. You know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've got to seek your good more than anyone else, you know, on, on this earth. Um, and I have to ask, can a selfish person be a good friend? Do you think they can? I think their focus has to change. And I think that they can be a friend on the surface, but if it comes down to really getting into the messy part of a friendship, Sometimes it becomes more of what, what's going to happen to me if I do this to, for my, to help my friend. And, and they miss out on an opportunity to share the, the, the strength of God and, and the love of God with them and allow that, that friend of theirs to see uh, God flowing through them. Right. So, and we're talking about spouses. Mm -hmm. So I'm supposed, to, um, I'm supposed to build you up mm -hmm. and to let God work through me to uh, be a helper to you, absolutely, an encourager, and and vice versa. And I'm supposed to love you unconditionally, mm -hmm. and I'm to I'm I'm so supposed to love you no matter what, and um, no matter what you're going through, no matter what time of day it is, no matter um, if it if it gets messy right. in the relationship. Right. If it changes your plans or changes mm -hmm. my plans, we're supposed mm -hmm. to have each other's backs. So mm -hmm. we do live in a tough culture 
to live this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what God commands us to do. Okay, James 3.16 also says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. You know, in marriage, selfish ambition means I'm wanting my way all the time. And I have gotten into that before. You know, I have been that man that has been selfish in our marriage. And I have wanted my way more than, more than you and, and not caring for your way and not, not caring for putting you first. Um, and I've had to learn that that is not the way that you're, as a Christian man, that I'm supposed to be in our marriage. And, uh, and it's, it's still an ongoing thing as I'm learning. And this scripture takes us to our second point where we start talking about sin Mm -hmm. because this tells us that because when we do on our way, it Mm -hmm. leads to uh, evil practices, which which is sin. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We begin, and and, and begin slowly because we begin to do what we want to do and um, we can get into sin before we realize it mm-hmm. and, and we can get deep because of selfish mm-hmm. attitudes and and one of the definitions says concern chiefly for oneself having little regard for others isn't that sad really that is. we're talking about marriages yeah. and mm-hmm. we said i do and we don't even regard the other anymore well and it creates disorder and confusion and that makes for means we're not in sync with one another mm-hmm. and you know that's not really pleasant to come home to you know, if I if I come home and and you're in in really in a in a bad way when I come home, automatically the the hairs on the back of my head go up, and you know I, I can understand that I feel that and I I feel that atmosphere and I know that it's not a good atmosphere. Right. And mm-hmm. listen, our homes should be our refuge. It should be. Uh, it shouldn't be. You know, well, what's he going to be upset about now, or what's she going to be upset about? So um, we want to encourage and support, and we want to stay away from sin. I mean, we've got to fight this because, because Satan will take us deep, and then it's hard to get out. It's hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a third area that this selfishness affects, and, and we're, we're just getting more serious and more serious, more serious with this. Yeah, that's for sure. Listen to James 4, 1 through mm-hmm. 3. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. That sounds like a battle that's inside of you. It is. Yeah, that's just, just warring inside of you. Um, not being content and not being a joyful person um, and, and causing trouble in the marriage. And it's, oh goodness gracious. You know, the thing that, that is so important is, and, and we have this at nighttime when we go to bed, is we have a time of prayer together and it becomes unity whenever we do pray together. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we are able to break that cycle that's there and break that, uh, what the devil's trying to do to put a wedge between us by allowing uh, prayer to be able to be that conduit between us and, and God. Right. Um, we wrote a post, and the title of it is, Would You Want to Marry You? And it talks about who the real enemy is. Mm-hmm. Because, Jeff, you are not my enemy. Uh, yeah. Satan 
is our enemy because he wants our marriage to be destroyed. He wants to, to put a wedge in between us. And so that conflict inside, and then it comes out. And who does it come out on? The one we are closest the to. The one that we're closest to. And so it comes out on you or it comes out on me or, or other couples that are listening. Um, it's so dangerous. And it's so, it's so sad that it affects our prayers. It hinders our prayers. It does hinder our prayers, and and it uh, you know, that, and that's what Satan wants for it to do. Mm. You know, he as we have said to many couples in in conferences and studies that we've done. You know, Satan is trying to kill, steal, and destroy your marriage, and he is he is working every hour of every minute of every day. Um, I meant to say every minute of every hour of every day, <laughs> but anyway, he is working very very hard to destroy our marriage. He is trying to um, j- just do anything he can to hinder our prayers. Um, and that's what 1 Peter 3, 7 says, that husband's prayers can be hindered. Right. That's, I mean, that's, that's strong. We, mm-hmm. don't, we don't need to take this lightly. Um, so what can we do? What can we do uh, with this selfish attitude that, that's just within us? The thing that we have to do is we have to recognize it first. That's true. And we have to have good communication between our spouse. Mm-hmm. And we have to uh, work really, really hard, really, really hard to be very intentional of, of changing our attitude, changing our thoughts, changing our, our oneness between each other. And it's um, not easy. It's always. not easy. And it's Jeff easy. and I, you know, years ago, we, we started working on this. And a lot of times we've had to stop and say, I'm sorry, uh, because that selfish attitude came back out again. Mm-hmm. And so then we start fresh, and we mm-hmm. have to be quick to forgive. That's right. And, and not remind each other and, and not hold it against oh, each other. Oh, bring that wall up. <laughs> We've always <laughs> said that, you know, you need to put a wall in your marriage and, and not look back. Forget you know? the former things Forget in Isaiah. Things. Do not dwell on That's the past. Correct. I'm That's doing correct. a new thing, right? And we've got to pray because this is a battle. It is our nature to want to want what's what's going to make us happy. I mean, it mm-hmm. you know, we're, this is just who we are. So mm-hmm. we have to we have to fight it. We have wonderful granddaughters and we love them to death, but sometimes they want their way. And we're able to see <laughs> at a very young age how how this nature starts so early yes. that there's such a selfish nature between mm-hmm. them that they want their way. Mm-hmm. And but then it continues mm-hmm. to be in us and when we're married and and we still have to fight it daily. Yeah, we've got to choose. We've got to choose what our motives are mm-hmm. in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And listen, our motives are not going to be to have a winner and a loser. That's correct. And that I'm going to um, I'm going to get my way regardless of what Jeff Ernest wants. Mm-hmm. That is not going to be our motive. We are going to choose to love one another and to and it is it is so exciting. Uh, if we could just get this across when when neither one of us are selfish, it's a precious relationship. Um, so, um, remember to read, Mm -hmm. would you want to marry you to see other scriptures and to learn more how you can have a selfless relationship instead of a self, a selfish one. Listen, and by the way, I want want to tell you the rest of the story. Mm, I ended up loving that couch. You did. I did. It was one of the most comfortable couches that we ever had. You could sleep on that couch. It was wide and it yes. was just really good. Yeah, because when anyone was sick, mm-hmm. they went to that couch, 
And and it was it was wonderful. But I'm Listen, telling any you, any nap that I wanted to take, that was the couch I took. <laughs> but it was a process for a, for a few weeks. It was for both it of was. us to work through that selfish attitude. It was. And we had a wonderful couch. We did. So um, yeah, so it it was great. Well, listen, that wraps up our podcast for today, and we want to thank you for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on our podcast. That just helps us to be able to reach other folks. We appreciate that so, so much. And remember, be intentional, love your spouse, and love the Lord. See you soon.